I think your kneecaps were undersized, and then you really just grew into them as you yeah. Well, hit I really I really target the fat loss on my kneecaps, so it's more that that they were fatter, and then gotcha. focusing just, the okay. the weight loss there, the fat loss it there, it was thing. just kind of stretchy skin. Gotcha. Yeah, lovely. Welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We're the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides to practicing effective video for business. We're like the John Keating to your boys in the Dead Poet Society. Which one was he? He was the, the guy who... John Keating, he was the teacher. Okay, okay. Robin yeah. Williams. Yep. Um, but it's a I'm great movie. pretty That's sure... That's my favorite Robin Williams movie. Yeah, I don't think it went well for the boys in the Dead Poet Society, though, so... Yeah. Should we stand on the table? Oh, Captain, my Captain. I look like one of the schoolboys today. You do look like a schoolboy. <laughs> um, perhaps it's because it's your birthday. Uh, yes, it is my birthday. Or did we not want to explain the hats we're wearing? Yeah, we'll cut that part. <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it out. Um, I'm going to wish you a happy birthday. Thanks. Noting that your birthday is the day that we're recording this, not mm -hmm. the day that this Go gets released. Go ahead and tell everybody so next year. They can send me... Next year, on January 25th, well Justin wishes. turns... Next year, I'll turn 38. 38. Yep. Yeah, so send gifts and candy grams to <laughs> Storyboard Media, care of Justin Plant, 3710 University Drive, Suite 240, Durham, North Carolina, 27707, on January 25th, 2023. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to take my hat off. Is that okay? Go for it. All right. Just save it for later. Okay, so today we are going to seize on a topical hot topic, topic. hot topic, relevant yep. topic. We're going to talk about employer branding and video for employer branding during the Great Resignation. Start by maybe defining what employer branding is. There's some other words for it, too. Sure. Um, first, however, I would like to inform everyone that we have a new Totally Not Fake sponsor this week. Oh. Uh, I'm excited to welcome Cryptid Currency. Cryptid. As our new sponsor this uh -huh. week. We'll uh, hear their full spot later, if we remember. But yes, perhaps we should define, I suppose, both employer branding and the Great Resignation. Sure. So very briefly, more briefly, I imagine, employer branding is the now term for recruiting, basically. Mm -hmm. It's how do you package up culture opportunities um the vibe of a company the uh sharing the people who work there the opportunities there all those kinds of things kind of fits under this umbrella of employer branding which is more aggressive than just hr hr posting available I've heard, jobs things i've like heard that. talent branding as well mm -hmm. uh, I think there's probably some other terms too, but yeah, it's about building and growing a team. You see a lot in people. There's actually like departments for employer branding or talent branding, yeah. um, especially in like, you know, those growth stage companies, series C, D, those really fast growing uh, companies trying to hire a lot and trying to f also just trying to figure out what their culture is and develop yeah. that culture, build that culture. And we'll talk a little bit more about how you can use video to both identify and share that culture, even if you're still figuring it out uh, a little bit later. What about the Great Resignation? What can you tell me about the Great Resignation? I thought you were going to point to something I was supposed to say. <laughs> what can you tell me about uh, 
Great Resignation. If anybody wanted to know anything about the Great Resignation, I recommend going to www.inc.com. I guess it's it's what we're in right now. I think it was a lot of it started around the middle of 2020. Uh, people were leaving their jobs and maybe not even going anywhere to, to a new job. Uh, sometimes they were starting their own thing. Sometimes they were deciding to buy a van and tour the, the country or do those passion projects for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people realize that life is short. Do I really want to be doing what I'm doing? Is this making me happy? And so a lot of people are leaving. Um, I don't, I mean, there's so many jobs available right now. The unemployment is so low. Well, and that's, uh, yeah, that's a dis- d- distinction that I would make, though, is, is from the research that I've done, Max, which is, yeah, any research at all would have been more than, <laughs> which is which is, at at max, twenty five people who have quit their twenty five people twenty five percent of people who've quit their jobs in the last year, let's call it, um, uh, left without having another job lined up. So as as I understand it, the Great Resignation is more like the Great Upskilling. I've also heard it referred to recently. So people are actually moving to better jobs. And better is defined uh, by a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be the ability to live out of a van Mm -hmm. and do my own thing. Another interesting point that I I came across, I think yesterday or the day before, was this idea that, that the Great Resignation is going to shift from... The expectation that like people have six jobs on their resume over the course of their career mm-hmm. to like six jobs at a time. So you've mentioned that earlier. How how is that possible, or what does that look like? Well, so I think what that looks like a lot is side hustles. Okay, right. Sure. So Ubering, it's, it's somebody even... it's somebody who's who's decided to move their family to the woods in a van, but because they have a satellite, they can have a nine to five job that they work remotely mm-hmm. and they can have their Etsy shop yep. with their spouse on the side and they can be giving wilderness tours mm-hmm. on the weekends and whatever three other things yeah. would get you to six. But I think it's about a diversification of where you put your energy mm-hmm. and um, and not so much having that and maybe there is kind of one primary job. Maybe that's the job that short-term thinking gives you your health care or your benefits or mm-hmm. things like yep. that. But if we look back in 20 years, will we see the shift from, you know, where do you work being an answer of one thing to where do you work being an answer of three, four, five things mm-hmm. at one time? And I think you started to hit on it too. I think it it was just a collective societal camel's back breaking mm-hmm. with the pandemic like once that initial oh god the world is ending feeling like nobody left their jobs in like february march april may june 2020 right. security like global insecurity right. I, I mean voluntarily nobody sure, left their, sure, nobody sure, sure. resigned a lot of people lost their jobs mm-hmm. but then once we started to kind of peek out from that okay like the worst has passed mm-hmm. A whole lot of people were like, fuck this shit. Mm. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, And that is a really interesting fundamental societal shift. Now, I will also say that this does tend to present itself more in white-collar jobs. 
the resignation the resignation really yes that's okay. what I, that's the in the in the research i've done um it does seem to be broadly in it's it's people changing their skill set and going to a job that again is better but it's typically the white collar jobs where people have the freedom and the flexibility to do that mm -hmm. it's not so much presenting itself in lower wage jobs there's also not a lot like of that growth in that sector either blue collar right. you know manufacturing some of the old right and then healthcare and technology seem to be then the industries that, that the data has pinpointed as where this movement is happening the mm -hmm. most um which sometimes it's hard to tell a difference between those two industries these days yeah a lot of overlap in the research i did come across this list of like the top five reasons people say they have left either mm -hmm. altogether or or like is, left it, the, is it because the they didn't workforce. have a ping pong table? Um, let's see. Checks list. I don't see ping pong. Top five reasons people have left their job during the Great Resignation as of January 25th, 2022. Number one, toxic culture. Mm -hmm. A toxic corporate culture. Um, right, which is a whole bunch of things, but it's just like, I don't like being here. This is icky. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Two, job insecurity and reorganization. So because of COVID, uh, a lot of companies have had to contract supply chain issue, all those kinds yep. of things. Restructure that are their company. Restructure the company. And so if people are getting laid off at your company, yes, it might be time to go look for something mm -hmm. else. Um, this one was really interesting to me, especially given some of the clients that we work with. Number three, high levels of innovation. Mm-hmm. I want to read this one specifically. This one is less intuitive, but the authors found that, quote, that the more positively employees talked about innovation at their company, the more likely they were to quit. They suspect that's because innovation is hard and hard on workers. Innovation may be interesting and inspiring, but it can also burn people out. Yep. Innovation, uh, we've learned this before, innovation is at odds with efficiency. You cannot have yeah. both at the same time and maybe perhaps expectations of efficiency maintained, and, but innovation was pushed and, right. and pulled these people apart till they were worn out and you know, just couldn't imagine going to work that day. Yeah, and, and, and what's interesting to me is even when, when employees speak positive, positively of innovation, I love the fact that we get to solve new problems every day. I love the fact that we get to find new solutions to the same problems every day. That does imply a certain uh, spinning of wheels. I mm -hmm. didn't want to just say inefficient again because that was your point. But, I mean, that does kind of apply a, like, activity but not progress mm -hmm. kind of thing. And to not see the fruits of your labors, to not see something adopted, yeah. to just see. There's a lot of failure innovation. And yes. this can be defeating. Yep. Um, so that was number three. Four, failure to recognize performance. Mm -hmm. Employees are more likely to leave companies that fail to distinguish between high performers and laggards when it comes to recognition and awards. And five, a poor response to COVID-19. So that may not even be as broad as job insecurity or reorganization mm -hmm. or, or, you know, some layoffs or things like that, but just... Uh, force everybody to, you know, keep coming into the office, didn't provide hybrid mm -hmm. work opportunities, remote, those kinds of things. Um, none of those things were ping pong tables. Right. None of those things were pay. Yep. 
it wasn't snacks in the snack drawer. It's not a lot of the, about the lipstick that a lot of companies put on top of this ugly pig of culture that they have. Yeah, it, it seems to just be kind of this this breaking free of a loyalty, maybe, um, or, or a, a one-sided loyalty. Like It, it seems like the people, the, for, based on these reasons, it seems like their employers expected loyalty but didn't, didn't do anything to earn it. Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking, I have this song going through my head. You move 15 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. I sold my I soul sold to my the company store. store. Well done. Yeah, that was great. There's our promo, right? Um, there's uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Joe vs. the Volcano. <clears throat> I still need to see that. The whole opening credits is just this line of bedraggled, worn down, sullen faces of people in a line just following the company logo, which is a really scattered lightning bolt, mm-hmm. like into the factory. But it, it, yes, it was just this idea that like, you know, one foot in front of the other, just go do that. There's job security. There's, there is that pension. There's that paycheck. There's that job. It may be soul sucking, but you know what? This is how it works. This is no longer how it works. Right. And and see, there's a couple sides to this, right? Because one, there's still, with a lot of industries, there's still so much growth mm-hmm. that they need to hire people. Yep. So that provides the opportunities for someone to move to a better. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. saying better, and we're going to know that better means a for whatever of, their yeah. personal reasons yeah. are. Move to a better job or another you know one of multiple jobs or whatever it is i wonder how this is all going to change education uh, i feel like so much of education is built around that industrial revolution model of put people in a factory you know sit down learn your stuff and then you get to go home but jobs are much less defined today than they used to be mm-hmm. in that in that in that world. And they can be, right? I mean, before COVID, we were talking about the, the gig economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you basically just threw gas on the COVID, basically just threw gas on the fire of the gig economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, after a short blip, also allowed most industries to continue to expand, so to need to hire more people. But more people are leaving than are getting hired places. Mm-hmm. People are having more than one job at a time. People are expecting certain things, soft, maybe even intangible things in the companies they work for. The benefit, like it, it's all this. It's really quite complicated. Mm-hmm. But video is the solution. <laughs> video, exactly how? I was going to ask you. <laughs> no, we've uh, so we we typically have have split up or segmented our audience into three different levels, video for marketing, video for sales, video for customer success. Video for marketing and sales has almost merged. And mm-hmm. then video for customer success still hasn't taken off. No. But it's- or, prob- or, or it's marketing's responsibility. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but I feel like employer branding is our new third audience or our new, mm. like a new yeah. segment for us because a lot of the work that we've been doing over this past year has been about helping people display their culture and share their values and 
talk about uh, you know the opportunities that exist there. As an employer, there's a I'm facing a retention issue mm-hmm. because um, I don't I don't have it here, but uh, uh, up to at least fifty percent of employees across the board are considering going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how many or yeah. or professionally. So so. So I've got a potential retention problem. I need to avoid the most common issues that uh, people are leaving their existing companies. For the companies that have a growth problem, not only do they need to retain, but they need to add employees. Right. And there's a whole lot more people now looking and a whole lot more people now hiring. So somehow, like, there's more employment competition. Mm-hmm. So I have, to, I have to keep my people happy. What I'm getting at is I have to communicate to my employees. These are the re- like, I want to remind you that these are the reasons that we all work here together. Mm-hmm. I have to convince people who are looking to make a move because they don't have those things wherever they are that they should come work for me. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a, like a third, a fourth, and a fifth thing that I have to consider at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hitting your hitting your quarterly goals, right? Yeah. Not just hiring goals, but... That, that perpetual growth that everyone's expected to achieve in the tech world. So, like, positioning it that way, that's where I can start to see where video could be part of a solution. Okay. I don't think, and I think we've said this when we've talked about company culture before, a video can't create a company culture. Mm-hmm. But a good video could do a really good job of, of trying to, like, package up what we think the elements of our culture that mm-hmm. are best are even if it's not a mature enough company to understand what it really does offer to its employees um the tangible and the intangible things the process of actually having to verbalize those things in mm-hmm. a video does have a lot of value mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be good and as shiny as every other company culture video uh, that any other company might have, it's just almost worth the exercise of saying the things that we're about here at Acme Corp are one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're aligning with some of the things that people are looking for and why they're changing their jobs, yep. and you could blunt. Because it's really easy for employers to think that employees have the same list of reasons that they work there that the employers want them to have. Yeah. And and I and I think and I think that's rarely the case. And some companies are really good at checking in with their employees and saying, How engaged are you? What you know, and, 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 and doing through all the mechanisms that they have to do that. But it's never a bad idea to just go ahead and, and restate to the team, this is what we're about mm-hmm. as a culture. Um, and my guess is you would probably kind of carve off maybe 10, 15% of the people who are thinking about actively leaving with a well-positioned culture statement or culture video, just your internal team where they're like, yeah, that's true. I probably don't take enough advantage of that. Maybe I need to look yeah. into that again or something like that. Yep. We're, we're now we're starting to dip our toes into the world of video yep. and how it can solve the problem. So you've, as our lead strategist, you've been involved in a lot of discovery sessions with people on the either the the employer branding team or sales teams or 
um, marketing, whoever, whatever departments are hiring, yeah. you've been interviewing employees and uh, all over the place. Um, what are some of the things that you're, like some of the trends you're seeing in employer branding and, and like where's that Venn diagram of video and employer branding starting to overlap? Yeah, I, I think great resignation aside, I think you're seeing, uh, we're seeing companies struggle still to manage the virtual rem- and remoteness of the economy. Mm-hmm. And because so many, right, because we work with B2B clients, we are talking about of a, a lot of white collar people here in, in this sample size. Um, and I think that is something that from a sales perspective, from a marketing perspective, from an employer branding perspective, how do we get around this? How do we, whether it's salespeople transitioning still from, especially when you think about like really big ticket, long-term enterprise type work, Mm -hmm. there's always been this in-person element to those deals, especially the higher level executives you get involved. These are not things that are just a demo online and a mid-level manager has a certain amount of budget and can just sign a contract. Mm-hmm. When these are big enterprise-level contracts, there have traditionally been these in-person opportunities. And so that whole part of, of the sales world is still trying to figure out how do we how do we show off that we're fancy and that we can do this and, and all of these things where you get an executive's time. Um, how do you... Uh, how do you navigate this idea of, from an employment standpoint, anybody could work anywhere, mm-hmm. but also like we're expanding globally or we're moving into a new market. And so you want to hire people in that market. And yet those people could literally live anywhere because there's not necessarily an office to go to. Do you, do you feel like because, uh, businesses were forced to adopt this rapid change and evolution in in the way that they like their management processes, their products, their workforce and where they are. Do you feel like some of the work is almost like what you're saying before, like to help them now understand how their culture has evolved and how it like what it is now? Like, definitely. Or is that just like a side effect of the, well, I I mean, I think traditionally, so much of culture culture so much of culture was defined by the vibe in the office when people were working together mm-hmm. from 9 to 5 Monday yeah. through Friday the ping pong table mm-hmm. the proverbial ping pong table whatever you what that is a macguffin right the ping pong table is the slide from floor 8 down yeah. to floor 7 whatever it was that was that company culture thing they were all driven on what is this hard to define energy that we feel when we're all working in a cubicle farm Mm -hmm. or an open space or whatever it is like there's this energy when people came together and work and that was like bullet point number one on company culture we're all really cool and we're all motivated by the same goals and we are one team you know stroke for stroke rowing together in the same direction and when you are required to put people in different physical spaces, that doesn't come through right. in a Zoom meeting. 
And and mm-hmm. so much of that has been lost. And that was just kind of always that lowest hanging fruit of defining a culture. How much how much of this situation we're in and the the development or building of culture, how much of that is on the employee? It's a good question. Um, I would say, this may be a little Pollyanna of me, I would say that because of the reasons they state that they're leaving, uh, wanting to wanting to work for a place that has a purpose, wanting to work for a place that has a clear future, wanting to work for a place where they're recognized for their achievements, that feels like people who want to be involved and participate mm-hmm. and be recognized and be seen and be a part of whatever this new definition of culture is. Um, so I guess I would be hopeful that that the employees who are leaving where they are now and moving somewhere or somewheres else, that they are looking to have more of an impact, impact be more recognized, those kinds of things. I was curious what you were going to say, but uh, but, I also, but here's my. But here, here's what I no, uh, I was just trying to think, like because you used to see Jim as you were on your way to the coffee room, uh, you run into people in the hallways, in the bathroom, whatever. But you're more likely to just bump into people and have and have regular conversations. They would see you, you'd see them. Uh, but now we're a lot of times we're meeting virtually. Do you feel like it's an important part of your culture to like make sure that video is on when you're talking? Like trying to bring it back to video, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Otherwise, you feel so separate. <laughs> but th- we're not like a, a a video conferencing tool, right? But that is part of video intrinsically is the visual component to it all. Yes. So um, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I can say over the last two years now you're Um, really upset that david only calls in and doesn't do the video chat yes yeah well because that room that that he set up as a home office the nice pool it's such a pretty room yeah i really just want to marvel at like the molding on the chair yeah yeah i have immediately dismissed job applicants who have shown up for our interview and chosen not to turn their camera on michael had one of the best video he sent us a video yes when applying for the role it was fantastic. We'll, we'll roll that clip now. <laughs> yeah, can't you see why we hired him? Yep. Yep. Clever guy. No, he has to put it in. In fact, there's one person, I don't remember, it might have been for Jacqueline's role. I remember specifically in my notes on that interview, the two things I wrote down were didn't turn on camera, no connection. Uh, meaning that I felt no, mm-hmm. no rapport, no, I, I didn't get a sense of who this person was. And so even in our small company with the level of people that we're considering, it takes almost extra, an extra something to then move on to the next round if you're not even going to show your face. But, you know, I, I think about, I, I also think about some of the like webinar so what's interesting, I think, is webinars have turned more into participatory events because they're done more on Zoom now instead mm-hmm. of whatever webinar platform. Because it used to just be like you'd see the person in a rectangle in the corner mm-hmm. and they would ha- be sharing their screen and walking through what they're doing. Now I feel like so many webinars that I see 
are actually Zoom meetings, and so all of the attendees have the option to turn on their camera. Now, mm -hmm. the, the person leading it may be able to just automatically mute everybody and mm -hmm. has control over who can share audio, but everybody's allowed to turn on their video. And I find it much more interesting and engaging when I see other people nodding or laughing or whatever, mm -hmm. even if I can't hear them, I never met them before and they're just another attendee. So there has to be some kind of, well, yeah, I mean, so much of communication is nonverbal that if, if we don't see that, we're just missing so much of what we're used to communicating. That's, what I'm, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like you can, you can write, you know, the three pillars of your culture on a web page in text, but culture ionic corinthian <laughs> and dorian uh are those fonts they're, um, they're column types um pillars if you will okay where was i going leave oh, that in that's but, gotta stay in but uh but the text doesn't show and with culture i think it's important to show not tell right and and that is one of the main principles of video is show don't tell so so that actually i don't know if this was your intent or not that actually transitions me into my proprietary, what I've determined through some of the employer branding work that we've done recently, kind of the three stages <clears throat> of employer branding video, mm -hmm. um, the three pillars, if you will, are the promise, the proof, mm -hmm. and the opportunities. It's really similar to a marketing funnel, the, to be perfectly honest. Okay. It's just... You're not trying to sell your product or service to someone. You're trying to sell your company and its culture to someone who might come work mm -hmm. for you. So the promise is that first stage where you're able to say, this is what we're about. This is what our company culture is. Our vision. This is our vision. This is our history. This is our place in the market. This is what we what we want in employees this is who should come work for us you get to state in completely scripted and completely controlled terms what and who you are and is all of that going to one video nope okay um for regular listeners of the podcast they know that of course we want to spread that out into an entire awareness level of the funnel mix of content, right? Okay, so the promise is at, at the top so of the So the promise funnel. is like the awareness part stage, okay. right? It's this whole promise stage. It's these opportunities to say, this is what we are, this is who we are, this is what we're about, this is what we believe. Yep. In as many pieces of very specific content to different audiences. Because you could even break that stuff down by um, the company culture for a prospective marketing employee, mm -hmm. the company culture that a salesperson might encounter. Mm -hmm. One organization is going to have different cultures yeah. in different orgs it's important or departments. To recognize that. Yeah. And so you want to be able to speak as specifically to the types of people you might hire, just as you would the different types of people you might sell your product mm -hmm. or service to. If I'm an engineer, I don't want to watch a bunch of salespeople talk about how great their job is. No, and, and how their quotas are all reasonable, but also a little bit aggressive, mm -hmm. and so they, but they get to hit them, so they get their bonuses. Like That means nothing to an engineer. Mm -hmm. Whereas an engineer talking about the opportunities that they have to innovate and how happy that makes them uh, means nothing to a salesperson sure. or, or a marketing person. Um, you also have people at different stages of their careers. You've got somebody who's maybe just entering the talent pool for the first time, coming out of college or uh, or high school or whatever it may be, 
um, who is going to have very different things that are important to them than someone who's maybe four, five, eight, ten years into their mm-hmm. career, kind of in that mid-range. Maybe they're lower management, mid-management, something like that, versus somebody who's coming in who's been working in the space for 15 or 20 mm-hmm. years and is looking to get into more senior leadership roles. Not only are they different generations, they're at, they're looking for different things because they might want to be more mobile. Yes. Or... or yeah. And a well-built company culture and a well-built employer brand has those multiple menu items and multiple bullet points that are the things that they offer that you can just focus on the three that are most needed, needed, sought after by this particular audience. Mm-hmm. So the promise, that's where you get to say you get to define your audience, you get to define your key messaging, you get to define whether you're talking about uh, culture or growth or history or whatever. It's all scripted. It's all this is what we're about. Also, that's the, the thing. The Go importance ahead. of being specific on a lot of those, too, is you're not going to get a 60-year-old uh, watching TikTok, but you will get 22-year-olds on TikTok. And so the, the channels where they're going to be Absolutely. seen are also important. And you may get a 60-year-old on Facebook, but you would never get a 22-year-old on Facebook. And so, yes, where do you want to put those things? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So after you've set up the promise, the next required step, and I think this is where a lot of companies struggle, I call the proof. Mm-hmm. So the proof is then letting your actual employees say all the things that you laid out in the promise in their own words. This is like more storytelling. Demonstrate, share, a, if, if one of your promise points is growth opportunities, share the success stories of employees who have been able to grow mm-hmm. quickly or, yeah. or um, took a path or, or had the support. Follow all of these promises up with evidence spoken by the employees themselves that says, this is my story. This is how these are my favorite parts of the culture or just pick one thing to show that this is what's actually the promise that we've laid out is actually being delivered. How do you find those stories? You talk to a ton of people. Uh, Honestly, good employer branding and good HR departments kind of have their finger on the pulse of those stories because they're doing those check-ins. And so there's usually one or two anecdotal stories. It's like, oh, you should talk to so-and-so who just recently moved from this division over to to this division. And so there's usually some kind of exceptional story that maybe even took a little bit of legwork to make happen because it was Mm non-traditional. But that kind of means it's on people's radar. And so um, the short answer is, Talk to your employees mm-hmm. or have your clients, if you're a video agency, talk to their employees or you talk to their employees and find out, survey them, ask them. If you're not already doing those things, what is important to you? And don't even give them like, these are the things that we say are our culture. Right. Because then they'll just choose from, the, oh, yeah, I guess I guess that thing sure. is a thing. Have them state what, you know, what about our culture is most important to sure. you. Sure. Look for the authenticity. And what you may find is that... There are elements of your culture that you didn't set out to create, but because of the people you've hired have come up themselves. Mm -hmm. But backing up that, right? So if we think about a funnel, uh, an employer branding funnel, the same way we think about a marketing and sales funnel, they're going to eventually move from, okay, I understand what this company says it's about. I'm interested. Mm -hmm. It's in an industry that I have some awareness of. They uh, seem like uh, a good company to work for. 
I like a lot of what they're saying, but like now this is that consideration phase, mm-hmm. right? Does it really do that? Mm-hmm. Do they really do that? How does it work? Well, who are these people? Mm-hmm. The more you can share the faces and voices and stories of the people that your prospective employees are going to work with all the time, the more comfortable I would think they would be in on day one if they've already seen a lot of those coworkers on camera mm-hmm. already. It's a social proof. Um, and so then at that point, it's like, okay, well, you know what? I really want to know what opportunities there are for me here. Mm-hmm. So then you you can't, right? It's like it's like making a video and not having an action at the end. You can't then create. Uh, you can't then forget to create content that demonstrates how they can come work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as simple as video job descriptions that are attached to postings for individual jobs, whatever. Or do the platforms that like Glassdoor. And indeed, and some, you know, a lot of these job marketplaces, if you will, are they, do they provide the, like the ability to put video content in there? That's, I feel like that's one of the things that's been missing. It's a mixed, it's a mixed bag. It's largely underperforming. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of those platforms are designed to help you create one job posting and publish it multiple places. And so unfortunately you could then go to each of those individual platforms it's almost like it's almost like podcast hosting mm-hmm. right you create a job post in this platform and then it just gets distributed to these other places where people are looking for jobs including oftentimes your career site mm-hmm. so you do have the opportunity to go back in on some of these platforms and add a piece of media to them I also happen to know that that none of these um, platforms inherently integrate well with video with their with like typically used video hosting platforms. Mm-hmm. There aren't just built-in integrations now between Zapier and things like that. Anybody could come up with any integration. So I think that's a step that eh, I'd like to see. I don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If it's ever going to happen, now is the time for it to happen. Um, but going back to your point, right, the the ultimate value of video in any communication is that you get to show and tell. And why are we relying on a written job posting right. with requirements and qualifications and, like, bullet points of this is what you're going to do? I don't – I haven't looked – I haven't looked at a job posting in a long time, but I don't recall – seeing many of them that says, like, who you'll be working with, mm-hmm. what we're like as a team. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is very, very important for at least people my age. I, I know that. And clearly people who are, losing their jo- who are leaving their jobs in, in the Great Resignation. It's important who they're working with and th- what they're working toward mm-hmm. and, uh, and who their management is and, and what they believe. And, and if the written job posting is only giving you so much of what the job is going to be, and you're not sharing anything about what your company believes or who the people you're going to be working with are, why would you apply? Or if you were looking at jobs, wouldn't you be more likely to apply for the jobs that share that information with you proactively than the ones that don't? Mm-hmm. To me, that's almost like showing up for an interview not using the video sure. feature. That's like, exactly well, what I, it is. <laughs> yeah. 
I just don't have as much information. And because there are so many job openings right now, I'm going to go apply with these companies who are willing to tell me and show me what it is they're about. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not going to tell me that I'm just going to assume it's like the job I have now. And I'm literally right now trying to leave the job I have now. So, not me. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a reason I'm on this site looking for a job. And a lot of those reasons right now are because I don't like the job I have, not because I don't have a job. So, yeah. Um, do better at employer branding. All right. So we got the promise, the proof. What's the last one? So that, that's, that then is, is the opportunities. The, so specific job on. role. Okay. So it's the, it. Yes, it's those specific opportunities. So uh, you could do a little bit more more broadly. Like if you're making a push to double the size of your marketing department, you could certainly do a video about your marketing department and what it's like to work there, um, and that we're looking for creative people who have graphic design or whatever. And then you can boil it down into the very specific job postings, and you could even have a video for each job sure. posting but even if it's just somebody on their webcam right the filling further in the you blanks get, the further just like marketing the further you get down yes. the funnel the production quality is less and less important yes and it's more about authenticity it's, and what's it's the more truth. individual yeah. it's more scrappy but it's always that lower in the funnel content that is always so ignored that that's the thing that takes somebody and 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 moves them that last step which is from like consideration to decision. Mm -hmm. Applying for a job decision is very different than a purchase decision mm -hmm. because ultimately as an applicant, you're not the one who gets to decide whether you work there or not, but you get to decide whether you want to work there and whether you want to apply right. for it. Your investment is not money and time. or It's not money. It's time and right. emotions and a lot of other things that forget money. Yes. Like, that's a huge investment. And knowing that you're starting a process that could lead to you making a decision of whether you want to join this company mm -hmm. uh, or not. So, yes, the purchase decision is different from the hiring decision from an audience standpoint. But that commitment you're asking of them is to identify the job that you're interested in and apply for that job. Mm -hmm. And then I think it breaks down organizations, specifically hiring practices, things like that. Yeah, certainly there's opportunity to use video to uh, train your hiring managers to look for the same types of qualities, things like that. But if you've got a hundred grand in your budget for employer branding, how would you spread that out amongst those three categories? So I do twenty five, fifty, twenty five. I put twenty five percent of that budget into the promise. Okay. Right. I have a lot of control over that messaging. But that's what's going to get people either aware of my brand as an employer or at least feeling like it's a legitimate company of a certain size that right, meets a certain minimum level of qualifications. Mm -hmm. There's something that I can latch onto here. I would then spend 50% of that budget getting as many different employees to share as many different stories as possible to as specific audiences as possible mm -hmm. and make maybe even 80% of my content with 50% of my budget in that promise in that proof phase. Um, and then I would spend the remaining 25% on those individual opportunities, right? Because those can be scrappy. That can be your recruiting manager mm -hmm. hopping into a little closet that you converted into a video studio to 
just talk through the job posting without just reading off what's written. Mm-hmm. Like could and, be like a top five questions. Like, yeah, top five questions, or just that thing, that basic presentation skill of knowing what's on a slide and how you're going to talk through it. There's so much more that you can communicate by just kind of your, you know, just the way that you craft your sentences. Whereas, a, think about it, job descriptions are just lists of bullet points. You may even put a lot of that budget for the opportunities not into the production itself but into getting that in front of qualified uh like maybe retargeting campaigns absolutely is it time to hear from our sponsor yeah welcome to our new sponsor cryptid currency one of the great things about bitcoin ethereum dogecoin etc is that you're really the only one with access to your money at any given time right that's a that I don't know how to get it. Okay. Well, now you can make your money even harder to access with cryptid currency. That's right. It's as simple as one, two, three. One, you give us your traditional government-acknowledged money. Two, we'll hide access to that money on one of our proprietarily tracked cryptids. You know, Sasquatch, Nessie, Ogopogo, Achupacabra, cryptids, right? Three, hmm, we haven't gotten that far, but seriously, who's going to find them? I mean, with irrefutable proof, impossible. Cryptid currency, impossible to find, but you just know deep down it's out there somewhere. I believe. I want to believe. Yeah. Which one of the cryptids are you most likely to? I think I'd probably go. I'd probably go with the Jersey Devil, to be honest. Isn't there a big library of these things? Like, like, isn't it kind of all laid out? The cryptid library? Yeah, I think there is. That's our sponsor next episode. (laughs) Um,. Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. So what do they do with all your cash? I, you know what? I, do they convert it to a, a coin, like a Sasquatch coin, and then the Sasquatch? Yes. As they noted, proprietarily tracked cryptid. Mm-hmm. So You'll never I know. I have to assume, right? And, and it's important that they don't even tell me, right? Right. They're the one with all the control. They're the one... Right, that that way, no one else can find it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, really, who's going to go out there and like find irrefutable proof of Bigfoot, right. And be like, oh, and by the way, all of this cryptid currency is now mine. Like, right. you have to find the cryptid. Right. Yeah. So I'm probably chupacabra. That's probably the one I'm thinking yeah. is most real. Yeah. Well, it's fun to say. Goat sucker. Yeah. There are so many people looking for jobs. You, the problem is not a supply issue it's a competition issue and so you've got to stand out but but you can't just take the fact that so many people are actively interested in looking for a new job right now for granted because everybody's looking and everybody's hiring mm-hmm. so you've got to stand out from the other people who are hiring and you have to share those intangible uh culture-based reasons to get someone to say, okay, well, that's interesting. Let me learn more about that. And the thing that you often said is video is your unfair advantage. In yep. this situation, and the thing that I've always said, every company is a media company. Yeah. And if you're not taking advantage of those platforms and the ability to show, not tell, bring those stories, an extra element of authenticity, uh, you're, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities to capture people's I don't know, imagination and like work. Wow. This could really provide some cool opportunities for me. Or I, I've always wanted to do that, but you don't get that from reading text on a page. Nope. Nope. So I, you know, maybe the, 
The hopeful angle here is that the great resignation is leading to a fundamental change in the way jobs are posted and people apply for jobs too. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it necessitates these platforms. Definitely like LinkedIn could use some innovation. Indeed. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like a lot of these practices are just tried, but maybe not true. Yeah. And, and I think it also represents, um, I mean, this is something we should have said at the beginning. It represents a fundamental shift in power mm-hmm. from the employer to the employee. Yep. And it sets a higher bar. Uh, again, we're talking about a slice of the overall employment market, right. but a slice of the employment market that tends to provide for a disproportionately large amount of the employment economy. It's a fundamental shift in in power from the employer to the employee or from the hirer to the applicant um, because they've made very clear that it's not just a salary and benefits that's going to get them to come work for a company. It has to be about all of these other things. Mm-hmm. That companies have not necessarily done a good job of explaining what it is that they're about. And it's fine if those things change. But what better way to continue to update and evolve and be transparent than to just update your video and saying, you know what? We've learned a lot from these last 18 months. And these things that we thought were important to you as our employees maybe weren't as important as we wanted them to be. And we've listened to you and this is what we've heard. Something like that would probably go a long way with a Mm -hmm. lot of, again, just kind of shaving off another group of people who are maybe considering leaving, or at least maybe they don't leave. They just go get that side hustle somewhere, but at least they, you can retain that talent Mm -hmm. as an employer. I know we're, we're coming up on, uh, the end of the episode here and maybe don't dwell on it, but that I am curious, just like, uh, marketing, marketing to your, to retain a client is yeah. cheaper than it is to go find new ones. Yeah. So are, are there opportunities, are, pe- are companies exploring opportunities to retain employees through video? Have you seen any of that? No. <laughs> do you, do you, you said not to dwell? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, that, I, there you have I, it. I'm not aware of any, but I think I think even just sharing what you think your employees understand or you hope your employees understand about your vision, your culture, whatever it is, make sure you're actually verbalizing that and sharing it mm-hmm. because though that's the, the type of stuff that is so important. So, yes, from a retention standpoint, I, and, and I guess I've been describing like shaving off that percentage of people who might be looking to jump ship. To me, that's retention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Uh, yeah, that's why yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, there there've been a couple of those, but but yes. So it's it's how do you keep your right now? Look, if you've got a toxic corporate culture, if you've got no stability in your future due to economic concerns or whatever, flaunt it with video. Right. Show it. Just be honest with it. <laughs> Let everybody leave now. Um, you can't fix that, right? I mean, garbage in, garbage right, out. Right. So you can't fix that. But again, something we talked about earlier is maybe just going through the process of knowing that you have to state in a 30, 60, 90 second video what your company culture is now today. Maybe just the process of having to figure out what you're going to say in that mm-hmm. is enough to address some of the right. And and again, so much of this has to be honest. It can be scripted. It can be polished. Mm-hmm. It can be its idealized version. But that's why you have the entire 
proof part is because it's not just that this is what we want this company to be about. This is the this is the employees backing up that this that this actually is what we're about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a rotten corporate culture and you make a really shiny video making it seem really cool, you're not really going to have that opportunity to have your employees back. I guess mm-hmm. you could probably find a few. Mm-hmm. Or pay an actor. Uh, or pay an actor. Um, but right, but if you're doing it right, you're getting as many employees as possible saying, mm-hmm. this is my favorite part. And they don't have to hit all three pillars. They just have to say the one thing that they're passionate about that keeps them engaged right. there. And that's either one of your three pillars or one of your sub pillars, probably. Different, it's different to everybody. That's what we're finding out right now is every better means something different to everybody. Yeah. And I wonder if, uh, on the next episode... We'll discuss onboarding new employees with video. Are we? <laughs> we don't have it in the queue. You'll have to wait and find out. We have been recording a lot of our thir- uh, Throwdown Thursdays or whatever. I still don't know if we've settled on a name, but we've been recording those educational opportunities mm-hmm. um, that we do weekly so that there is a library of about our manifesto, about our budgeting process, about yeah. this or that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I bet there's something there. Okay. Well, I feel like we spent about 60% of the time talking about the Great Resignation and about 40% of time talking about video, but that's how these go sometimes. Yeah. Um, so basic points, a uh, lot of people leaving their jobs looking for better opportunities, potentially more opportunities at one time. So employers have to do a better... Also, lots of companies hiring. Mm-hmm. So. You got to do a better job of retaining your employees, do a better job of standing out amongst all the companies who are hiring talent. And what better way to do that than the show and tell that video provides you? That's basically the 40-second version of this episode. And then the three buckets of, of the employment funnel. Yep. There's the promise, the proof, and the opportunities. Yep. You know, PPO. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I think that is all we have to cover on this episode of the Video Reformation Podcast. Thanks so much for watching. Thank watching. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for watching, listening. Lip watching, listening, yeah. And uh yeah, we'll see you next time. Cool. Super cool. <laughs>